Alright, alright, welcome back. Episode number 116, Four Train Savages Podcast. Rob, the Yankees just swept. It's been a little while since we've been on. Uh, just before the Pirates series, so not too long ago. Yanks just swept the Red Sox, Rob. We have an eight and a half game lead in the American League East. Um, the magic number is down to two. We are recording this Monday afternoon. The Yankees are in Toronto right now. Yankees win one game in Toronto. They clinch the division. Um, a lot of stuff happening, Rob. A lot of moving parts. A lot of coldish, injuredish, healthy guys. Maybe coming back. Maybe not. Um, a lot of stuff's gonna happen the next week, dude. What's up? Fuck Boston. <laughs> Yankees sweep. Always good when the Yankees sweep Boston. They sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates from the last time that we were uh, talking. So yeah, it's good. Yankees man. are hot. It's getting chilly. The weather's changing. I just secured uh, my set of postseason tickets for ALDS. Hopefully, you will be able to get yours soon as well. Um, yep. I was able to get in there for the pre-sale, uh, so I will be attending. And we got – we're going to start – now it's getting down to crunch time. So once we officially hopefully clinch the division, maybe tonight or tomorrow, um, then we will be able to, to start – discussing but we will this episode but really start discussing what this ds matchup could look like and getting into the nitty-gritty there so the yeah, roster dude the roster the we, weather there might be some guys off the roster that especially ones we don't like yeah the weather's getting chilly we know that it's october time mm -hmm. we know that aaron judge is hopefully gonna make some history this week he wasn't able to do it at home but um, well, he was for sixty. He was able to do it at home. But yeah. we were the Maris family was in attendance, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to do it then uh, during the Red Sox series. So, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff going on again uh, around the Yanks, and also some concerning stuff that we wanted to bring up and talk about with the listeners. So, yeah, a lot of good vibes going on, and then uh, it, it's going to be stress season very, very soon, man. Oh, yeah. Very, very soon. We're going to be pulling our hair or uh -huh. jumping and jumping for joy. So exciting time, exciting emotions will be closely following as well. Y yes, we are. We are almost we are close to no longer having a sniff of relaxation um, during Yankee games until literally next April, Rob. That's when we can potentially relax during a Yankees game again. Because, you know, dude, October ball comes around. It's like, it's go time. Like, it's game day for me. Mm -hmm. It's game day for you. We're playing. Oh, yeah. This is, I guess, is game day for us. <laughs> so. But, um, should we rip housekeeping, dude? Yeah, let's do it. Talk about the, talk about the, the uh, was that the game of the season against Pittsburgh, Rob? Win of the season, uh, yeah. Judge I, hit sixty. Stan Grand Slam. One of my one of my good friends offered me tickets, uh, and he was sitting in the Delta Sky Suite. But I had some work meetings that work like went up right against the the like when I would be able to get on the train and go. So it didn't really, you know, it would have been a really late time getting to the game. So I didn't end up going. Yeah. But even just to see the last hour or so of that game, I was like, damn, I should have. I wish I could have gone because mm -hmm. a lot um, of people left, though. A lot of people did leave. I, I probably would have been one of those people if I was you, there. You would have missed. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I would have held out because I think in the last part of the inning, Judge was up. So knowing that he could hit 60, I would like to think that I would stay. 
Um, but yeah, to say that um, Judge hits 60, they load the bases. Stanton, who has been struggling forever, it seems like, then comes up and hits a rocket to left field to win the game. And Judge got his first curtain call in God knows how long, if ever. And he didn't even like. want to do it. And he didn't even want to do it. He was so reluctant when the Yankee fans were calling his name and asking to, to show him appreciation. And you could tell, yeah, it was very awkward for him. Um, but then his boy comes back up and John Carlos Stanton hits a home run and then he could celebrate it. So it was just a whole swing of emotions. And I texted you. I'm like, if John Carlos hits this home run, yeah. I am going to die. So <laughs> I, technically I should have died because that yeah. was that was just un- unbelievable. Uh, such a good game. And yeah. I know it came against the Pirates, but still I the, the way that the bullpen gave it up and then for them to come back and, and, and have Judge do it do his historic thing, and then Stanton to excite the crowd. Two walk-off grand slams this year, one earlier from Donaldson yeah. a couple months ago, and now Stanton. That's pretty pretty wild. Pretty, yeah, pretty nuts too, dude. I, You know, I'd like to say I am very pro bat flip and celebrate and all that nonsense. Like, love it. But there is something absolutely gangster about Judge just, like, hitting 60 and acting like – He's done it three hundred times. Hey, he's put puts that puts the <laughs> It's so gangster. Puts the head down, lets the back go. I, I've only seen I think maybe one time, like uh, off the top of my head, I can remember not because uh, he never really pimps a home run, mm-hmm. but he may like look at it a little admire bit. It. Admire yeah, it's it. It's so subtle, bro. It's so very subtle. subtle. It's very under the radar, but yeah, he, he doesn't and Man, it's a testament to to the kind of player he is, dude. And like mm-hmm. the, the answers after the game of him talking about um, comparing himself to to Ruth and Mantle and just dude's a standout pro. Like you, ne- it's hard to get that sort of Jeter esque demeanor down, but he has it down to a T. Like Aaron Judge is that yeah. guy when it comes he, to he is the Yankee. Yeah, he is. He's he is literally what they have wanted in a player each and every year of what they what their star player is so um don't, don't know him what, walk Cal. yeah don't let him walk that's that's <laughs> the name of the game right now so yeah amazing game from yeah from that was Tuesday. pretty sick yeah and then and judge wouldn't have even obviously wouldn't have cared if they didn't win that game yeah and that, it that's was what, cool to see the team like legit rally around it like this dude just hit a 60 let's please give him a winning effort that would have sucked too if if he had to Answer Sit about there and his, answer questions. His yeah. 60th he home care. run, and he wouldn't. I, we didn't win the game. Blah 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 blah. So yeah. it's good that pretty that cool he, though. Yeah, that they won. So pretty cool. Alrighty, Montas, dude, to the IL. We talked about this last pod, and I we pretty much I think we're spot on with our predictions, Rob. Yeah. Um, we kind of said, hey, maybe he's actually hurt and he's just not gonna be ready for the IL, or this is a complete. Or excuse me. He's not going to be ready for the postseason. Or this is just 100% phantom IL. We are admitting we don't want him on the roster and we're just lying. So he's not on it. Like, do you think that's what happened? Because I think that's kind of I, – I don't know how hurt he is if it is a real injury. But this is their way of taking him off the roster without saying we're wrong. Yeah, I, I think that is definitely I, – I do feel as though he is – have some sort of shoulder stuff. Like, I, I don't want to – Yeah, it is the nagging shoulder. So I believe it. I do believe it, but I, I listen. Would would I say I'd, I I would be lying if I if I thought that he would um, 
they would try and fast track his recovery time a little like they did with Cole last year with his Achilles or whatever a, a little quicker than maybe a, if he wasn't performing or if he wasn't performing as badly as he was I I would be saying I would be lying if I wasn't thinking that that would be true but yeah, yeah. I, we talked about it last episode like we have a set of at least three dudes ahead of him uh, that we would want in a game four and Herman Tyone Clark Schmidt even an opener at that point we would probably argue and we have dudes in our i sent that to you the dude in our tiktok comments talking about like yes i understand that he has good numbers against houston but we're not just playing houston we're not bro. just playing houston <laughs> we got to get through a ds and right now if we have to play the seattle mariners and go up against ironically uh Luis like Castillo, let's get to houston let's first. get there first and then we can worry about it but like we're going up against the guy that they opted not to trade for or however it went and so um yeah we want to just put we we are big advocates of riding with the hot hand and he's not the hot hand right now so yeah he, he is the ice cold um chili hand for sure <laughs> i mean we, we it got it got so bad we were just like legitimately just Anyone is better than Frankie Montas right now. Yeah. But, yeah, looks like we won't see him for the postseason. I'd be very surprised personally, Rob, if they do. I guess if if whatever's going on is um, not much, maybe they see some things in live ABs and he, you know, knock on wood, Yankees make it to the ALCS. Maybe he's in the picture there. Um, but, frankly, I don't see it and I don't really care, honestly. You know? Yeah. Things don't work out, so... It is what it is, but Britain, dude, how the hell did that happen? Like he pitched this weekend. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Not good. But it's pitched. Astonishing <laughs> that he came back. Yeah, I'll I'll save my thoughts for him for Game Three, which I, I was in attendance for. Um, yep. But pretty remarkable that he was able to come back this season. And, and yeah. I, you got to give the man credit for rehabbing and, and doing the work to get back. Uh, also coming back was Luis Severino, who he was in the, phenomenal, the Pirates dude. game and looked very good. So I think that he'll fit into the – I would call him the third starter only because Nestor's been very good. 100%. I think he's locked – I think the top three are locked in. Yeah, so – Cole, I, Nestor, Sevy. Yeah, so I, I don't – I don't um, – like, yes, if Luis Severino is 100% and – like all year and he's been doing this then you would maybe have we could have the conversation that he'd be a number two slotted guy but Nestor's also looked very very good and um it's hard really to argue with the numbers and the production that Nestor's done so it's a Mm. good problem to have is basically the name of the game the Yankees have three very very solid pitchers to throw in their first three games yeah very good pitchers very good um Miguel Andujar is finally DFA'd by the Yankees, and he got picked up by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So uh, for Miguel Andujar to finally get some time, I I have best wishes for him. I've always been a a Miggy supporter, even through the the tough times, and I think that we'll see what he does with Pittsburgh. Uh, I hope he plays well. I hope he play himself into a – I play him him well into a contract. I still – well, it's hard to argue now, at least with the c- series that Hicks had, but I know a lot of people are throwing out that they'd rather DFA Hicks than DFA Miguel Andujar, but that's not going to happen, especially with the contract that Hicks has, and the Yankees always like to deny the fact that they're wrong, so that's not really working there for them. Um, but, yeah, there wasn't a place for Miggy. It just it wasn't working out. They 
jerked him around back and forth through AAA and then the majors. So he'll get ABs. I'm sure he will be. He'll get ABs. I'm sure he will be very, very happy to be with the Pirates, um, and just have playing time. Maybe not extremely happy to be with that organization, but the fact that he's just out and is able to play every day in a major league lineup will be big for him. Um, Wandy hits the IL. More this IL stint isn't as concerning as typical IL stints feel like they're just yeah. giving him some rest. So Yeah, cuz dude, they I mean they put him on the IL and then Boone was like he will be back against Texas. So <laughs> like I I don't remember the last time the Yankees were like yeah, this guy's hurt, but he's going to be back in this this date. <laughs> yeah. But um, apparently, you know, he's been dealing with back stuff the whole year, so yeah, wanted the IL. Not much to it. I don't think he'll be back. Yep. Chapman uh, DFA rumors, bro. Yeah. Music to my ears. We'll I don't see. know if it'll actually happen. Joel Sherman, bro. I mean, it's not. So, he reported it. It's not some kind of random Twitter Yankees Twitter rumor that we've created. Um, it's an actual thing, apparently. His contract's up after this year. Um, I think that's pretty much what it is. He's looked um, not very good as of late. Yeah, he's he's bad. I mean, it, we keep running him out there trying to hope he pitches better. He might do it for a spot here or there, but he, in conjunction of everything, he's really not. I think um, I think the Yankees are almost doing this to themselves if they choose to go that route. Um, so they don't even have the option to go to him in the postseason. I feel like it's also a PR thing. If he blows a huge game, dude, this fan, this fan base is going to go nuts. Yeah. It'll be, what, the third year in a row, right? Yeah. Wild. So I, we'll, we'll keep tabs on it, but my guess is he'll still be there, but it'll be a pleasant surprise if he's not. Yeah, that, that would be my guess as well, but we um, can dream. All right, lastly, before we hop into the games, DJ LeMayhew and his mm-hmm. toe issue – uh, he's still on the 10-day IL. There's rumors of him coming back against in to, uh, coming back in Toronto. I don't know how realistic that is. Um, yeah, he also said it for the homestand, too. So I said this before. I think it's a – when it initially happened, I thought it was a bigger deal than we – the Yankees were really letting on and they were giving out more hopeful reports than, than, tip, than they – or well, they are pretty consistent with putting out hopeful reports, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I I think that it's just the DJ the DJ injury would be a massive blow to not have him for the postseason. I hope he comes back very soon, but he's dealing with a toe issue, and for a guy that plays either a middle infield position at second base or if he's playing the hot corner and in, in substitution of Josh Donaldson and he's playing at the third at third base. That's a that's a tough thing to be lingering of a toe issue. That's really hard if you're moving and you're having to field ground balls and then put that also with with your walking up to the plate and you're having to run around bases and DJ's a guy that is out here getting singles and base hits and he's he's running around. That's going to play a role. So it, it's very concerning that DJ wouldn't be a part of the lineup for a postseason matchup or they may just be going back and forth of hearing reports of when he is healthy or when he's not. So we can be hopeful that he comes back, but this is something to keep an eye on for, for the, for the postseason for sure. Yeah. And he didn't have great comments either. I mean, in this New York post article, he said it's two weeks. It's a little bit better. Um, 
He said, he said, I'm staying as ready as I can without being stupid. I don't think it's going to really go away at this point. I'm just going to stay ready and let them know how I feel. I'll be ready to go whenever that day is. I think, it doesn't sound great, Rob. It, I mean, you, you're right. I, I, I think there's a good chance he, he's, he's done for the season. It's on, but. on face value, yes. It, it's, it's very discouraging to hear that. I, I'd like to think that he could work his way back, but we know the hip issue that he had at the end of last year and how it affected him and his play. But even even just if he's on the field, like he's not 100% DJ. So um, it's a time for dudes to step up. And Oswaldo Cabrera can hopefully, uh, if we do end up getting a guy like Benintendi back at the end of the uh, in the postseason to have him play left field, then you could easily find a place for Oswaldo in the infield because that is his natural position. So it's not like we're completely left in the dark, but you're saying, damn. Because we, we've been huge advocates of when DJ is hot and he is playing well, the whole lineup just follows suit. So it's yeah, tough that, to see. Yeah, that's what kind of stinks about it is now we're going on two consecutive postseasons where, you know, one can argue one of your top three, four hitters is out of the lineup. I mean, Stank. DJ sets the tone. He's something at the top of the order. I mean, for a good three, four months of the season, he had uh, he was neck and neck with Judge in on-base percentage. The dude was getting on base. Yeah, he was doing the so, thing, so not good. Sucks. Hopefully we get some somehow really good news over the next few days. Yeah, um, I hope so. I wouldn't bet on it, though. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yep. Um, all righty. Let's hop into the series. Game one was on Thursday um, with Jamison Tyone on the mound for the Yankees. Uh, J-Mo goes six innings pitched, four hits given up, one walk, eight Ks. This was a really bad outing um, for Clark Schmidt to then give up some runs uh, Mm -hmm. in the seventh. um, Gives up four earned runs and... The Yankees then are losing heading into the bottom of the eighth where you had a Higashioka sack fly and a Stanton home run prior. So the Yankees went up 3-0, and then for Clark to give it back up in the top of the seventh was tough to see. Um, But then Harrison Bader, we'll get into talking about his impact, but Harrison Bader ties the game with a sack fly. The Yankees head into uh, the 10th inning, and we get another Josh Donaldson walk-off, and we walk it off uh, notable... Uh, bullpen appearances in this one clay holmes uh goes two innings pitched one hit given up uh 1k so wasn't a terrible outing from clay of what we've lately seen uh lou no, Tre- it was a good one honestly. yeah lou trevino goes two and a third uh, or two thirds uh with a walk and a k so solid by trevino and actually araldus chapman despite letting on two walks uh two two runners two walks with a he gets a k uh, to pitch a third of an inning, so not the you know Roldis Chapman is a Roldis Chapman, but another uh, Yankees walk off from Josh, and they take this one five four. Um, Stanton homers again, yep. which was very nice to see. Uh, this was a this was also the big controversy this week was talking about how uh, the only game was on Yes Network, waiting for. Aaron Judge to potentially hit his home run. So this one was on Fox. Mm-hmm. Game two was on Apple TV. Game three was on Yes. I was at a, uh, in attendance for game three. And then last night was on ESPN. So 
Um, all the all those kerfuffles and none of them got to call it anyway. Yeah, so it was at the end of the day, it was just all this hoopla for nothing. But for nothing. Um, I don't mind the Fox guys as much, although John Smoltz, when he talks, is very difficult as we've been talking. But in terms of enjoyment of the experience when it comes to Fox, I don't have any real gripes outside of John Smoltz. The Apple TV broadcast, on the other hand, (laughs) as we head into game number two with Garrett Cole on the mound, uh, before we talk about his pitching line and what transpired. Not great. Dude, the – so I like Apple TV – from the aesthetics of I don't mind the ticker or the um, uh, the scoreboard. I don't mind the 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 can the cameras are really nice. The from a production standpoint, production it's standpoint, solid. I really enjoy it. Um, but man, it's it's a rough listen with their commentators. Like Hunter Pence was talking about how Aaron he's been very impressed with Aaron Hicks, and I know it may have he had may have had a good game, and like a, a few his at bats were looking good for that game, but. Talk about not playing your audience the correct way because, let's be honest, the majority of these fans, I know a lot of people were tuning in for Judge's home run that may not be Yankee fans, but a lot of people watching this are Yankee fans. They go, has Hunter Pence ever watched an Aaron Hicks at bat in 2022? Yeah, literally. So, um, and Katie Nolan's on there. Only I, I, she's, I've, I've seen her before bashing baseball, like, actively on social Seriously? media. Seriously? I think so. Like, I, I think she's just, a, she was more, I think she's on group. ESPN before, and I think she did, like, football and talk basketball more popular sports in that sense and not really a baseball person i don't know some of the conversations that were like they were actively talking i forget what the dude's name uh who the the head play-by-play guy but they were like talking through what his call would be and i'm like oh, you don't have that Ste- plan steven dude. something i think and it was um, just it was very some of the moments were just cringe and you're just yeah saying, they called eh. they called uh, i think they called boone like aaron judge at the beginning and oh yes I, yes I, I, I remember um stanton flew out in like his first at bat too and they were like Aaron Judge does not did not hit a home run, and neither did John Carlos Stanton. It was like the weirdest like play by play. Weird. Yeah, it just it just wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't great. I'm glad they didn't get to call it. Honestly, uh, Albert Pujols though later that night hit it on Apple TV, and I I don't. Did you hear the call? I thought it was. A, I thought that guy doing the Apple TV game in LA actually did a pretty okay call. I'm sure the. Yeah, he was fired up. I'm sure St. Louis wasn't feeling the same way that they'd rather have their guys call it. I'm sure not to the same volume as we know on Yankees Twitter, but I thought he did an okay job. But I was, I'm with you. I was not like looking forward to that guy calling Judge's home run yeah. based on yeah, no. calling Aaron Boone, Aaron Judge, and all the other stuff within that game was was rough. But um, to the game itself, Cole six innings pitch, five hits, four earned runs, two walks, and eight Ks. So. Fam started off in the first with a homer to put us uh, put the Red Sox up one nothing. Aaron Hicks ties the game in the bottom of the third to put us uh, at a tied score, and then Aaron Hicks again with a single, and then uh, Gleyber Torres with a two RBI fire, double. Gleyber Torres is heating up, hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Um, but then, man, Cole in the six just lets on runners and. There was a he gets a, rattled a dude, low pitch a low pitch that he got really heated with and and argued with the umpire but I'm going to be honest dude I know like I'm I'm going to put the Yankee bias to the side I didn't think that that was like I think based on a human umpire I think for him to call it 
a ball was not out of the route. Like, I didn't think no, it was a terrible it call. So, Garrett just gave up a nuke, and then they're tied. <laughs> um, it's, I, I don't know, dude. I He's got to get right by it. In his net, I want to see yeah, like Garrett I, has to be very good in his next starts for me. Just like I'm not going to say he's not the game one starter, and I'm not going to go. We're not going to go through that because we know more. Like he is going to be the game one starter. Yeah, he's. I, I'm pretty sure Boone already said it in a press conference yeah, too. But like, dude, he can't be doing that. He just can't. Listen, I'm kind of at the point where it only matters what he does in the postseason now. Like, his his last few starts have not been good. I think he's given up four or more earned runs in, like, three or four consecutive starts. Um, yeah, dude, I genuinely think he gets rattled. Like, when he's put in a shitty situation, whether it be first pitches delayed by four and a half minutes, a streaker runs onto the field, um, an ump blows a call, IKF makes an error, it almost seems like anything negative that happens to Cole that's out of his control during the game, he instantly gives up a homer, a big hit, walks batter, something right after. I'm like, bro, put in some earplugs, tunnel vision, I don't know, do something. But stinks for the cold start, but I am at the point where none of this matters to me. One, because they're winning these games somehow, even with the not-so-great starts. And two, it, it's, it's the postseason. That's what you have left to prove. Yeah, true. You Which, can erase everything. We just I have mean, to hope that this doesn't carry in is the only thing. And Exactly, um, yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, and also, I mean, Garrett, Boston has your number. That That's also kind of what it's down to for me. Thank like, God they stink and they're not they, making the playoffs. Yeah, he's kind of – they've proved it at Fenway, away from Fenway. I mean, whether it's Doogie hitting one or – who hit one a few weeks Casas. ago? Like a yeah, Casas hitting one, and then he just gives up. He gives his homers to people that just shouldn't be hitting homers, which is the most annoying thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Garrett, prove it in the postseason, and I quite literally will never remember these last four starts. Never. He, yeah, that's going to be a very – we're going to have to talk about that closer to when the postseason will be, like, as a postseason preview. We're going to have to talk about just, like, wow, like, this is going to be huge for Garrett Cole because yeah. I think, like, we talked about how it transferred from a little bit from Stanton, uh, like, a little bit more of the blame, like, people getting more on Stanton's good side. More. Which is wild. But, and because those are the two 300 million guys now. Maybe we'll have a third, hopefully soon. How? Yep. Wink, wink. Uh, but, <laughs> but like, that's, that's what's happening, dude. He, people are going to look at that contract and they're going to say, Yo, we paid you this money to be the ace. Show up in October. So that's going to be something, a conversation for a few weeks um, from now. Hopefully we don't even have to because he goes out and, and he shoves every four Can days. Can you imagine, though, a game one, if it is Seattle, game one, Luis Castillo versus uh, Garrett Cole duel? Oh, my God. I don't want to play Seattle at all. I don't either, but... Um, Yo, we'll get into it. We, that's one of our topics for a little later. Um, all right, game three. Herman, the Yankees win this one, 7-5. Herman goes five innings pitch, three hits, three earned runs, one walk, five Ks. So a pretty okay, serviceable quality start from Herman uh, to pass off to the bullpen. But this was definitely a game that 
had its stressors. I was in the building. Mm -hmm. Uh, Glaber started off with a home run, so Glaber continues to be hot. Uh, But the Red Sox, Casas, speaking of of which, uh, hits a home run to put them up 2-1. And then McGuire. I think McGuire hit a home run off Cole, too, in Fenway. I think McGuire was the other guy. I think it was McGuire, Casas, Um. and Xander the last time. I think that's who hit it off. Uh, Cole last time. So now uh, Verdugo hit a three-run shot. No, I'm saying at Fenway. That's who. Oh, uh, at Fenway. Yeah. So because you were asking a, a few weeks ago, but um, so then bottom of the second, the Yankees come back, uh, and make it three-two with an IKF single, uh, and then Oswaldo Cabrera with a pimp shot uh, puts us up four to three. Donaldson then reaches on an infield single um, uh, that the Red Sox couldn't make the play on. Uh, we go up 5-3, and then Casas, uh, I think they wa- uh, walked in the bases, right? I think, yeah, the bases loaded. Uh, who was on the bump in this one? I know there was a lot of – I wanted to talk about the bullpen in this game. Um, I, like, don't even remember this game for some reason. Oh, Trevino. So, the ones that pitched in this game, uh, Zach Britton was the one, I, I believe, that walked in the run. Yeah, no, so, he, yeah, he walked in th- – he walked three batters. And then, and then I think Trevino comes in. Um, so Britain and Trevino both have an earned run on their, on their line. Um, and that's, that's all that, that happened there. But like the Yankees bullpen is an issue, right? It's now. a question mark, dude. They ha- they don't have a closer. They don't have start. a closer. A lot of these guys, like now when we're, we had utmost confidence in Clark, Clark is now having some spats here. Um, everyone, I, think I know who. Everyone, trust tree. everyone seems to have their their issues, and mm-hmm. it's like no one's absolved from from it. It seems, um, maybe outside of Wandy, but now he's on the IL. But even Wandy may have a spat here and there. So it's not as locked down as we would want it heading into the postseason. Um, and I it's know it's as bad as it's been in in years, and it's not even necessarily terrible. It's just we knew who our dudes were the last three years. Yeah, we knew you know, we knew like the we lineup. Like we knew Laza Chapman. Yeah, or we, whatever it was. We knew the lineup and we knew what we were going to use, but now it's a question mark, which really sucks. And I just remember Chad Green was on this team too. Yeah, like he's not on. We don't anymore. have Mike King anymore, and it's yeah. just when you're heading into October ball and you don't know what you're going to do with the bullpen, it's just infuriating, and you're going to be on the edge of your seat, and not in a good way. So it's it stinks, and like I think. I want, the point that I wanted to make about Britain, I, I give him all the credit for coming back. I really do. Like to work your way back from the injury is unbelievable. But last year when we last saw him, the dude was not good. Yeah, he so was wild. I to say the only reason why coming in, I'm saying okay, um, to have any remote excitement around it is because wow like this guy worked his way back to be pitching in pitching shape and on a major league roster that's amazing after the injury that he suffered but as well as they need support in the pen in a lot of ways because they have guys on the il and some of these dudes look like they shouldn't even be pitching on a major league mound at the moment so anything we try will be good but i don't know britain in the form like is he going to be anything like he was even his first year with the Yankees? No. Or anything in Baltimore? Hell no. But I don't know. Anything we get from him is good. But, like, my level of – I don't know. that it's The way that he looked – I know it was his first start back or his first appearance back, but it was not good. And I, I don't no. – the margin of, like, the room to grow. Is there room to grow? Of course there's room to grow. 
But the we ce- don't necessarily have a lot of time. The ceiling, yeah, exactly. We don't have a lot of time, and the ceiling to get there, or his ceiling, is not exactly where it's been in past years. So, um, I think they're going to run him out a lot in these next. There's ten games left, Rob. I think they're going to run him out at least four or five times. Um, and I think that they'll make a decision off that. I do think there's a world where they're kind of arguing between maybe Clark, Chapman, Britton, Lickie, and say they can only let two of those guys in. Does Chapman get DFA'd and Britton stays in? Does, uh, does Clark do- stay off the roster? Like... Me it's weird. personally, there's a if, lot of moving parts. If I'm debating between those four, I gotta go with Clark and Litke because Litke has been good, even though it, that is true. He kind of blew up the other day, but so, it, yeah, before yeah, before the blow up. But if you're giving me those guys in mind, then I'm I'm taking I'm taking Litke and Clark, even though Clark has looked bad. But I just know Chapman and what he's done. And then Zach coming off an injury, I know the name is big, and I know that's a really great reliever by his name, but I don't know. So they got some big question marks to to discuss. Yeah, we we way. don't know we don't know who's going to be on this playoff roster because we're still we still got question marks with Benny. And if Benny comes back, not to get too off track, where does Cabrera go? I mean, we said third base earlier, but. They like Donaldson's defense, and they're not going to move IKF. We know that. So it's kind of the same thing with the bullpen, too. We're, this is the first year, I feel like, where we have so much, not necessarily wiggle room, but an abundance of players that can actually make an impact in the postseason, and it's not set in stone two weeks before. Like, it'll be very weird. I, I have no idea who's going to be in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. 14 pitchers, 13 hitters, I think, I think it is, is the roster. It'd be 27, or is it 26 in the postseason? I believe it's 26. So um, 13, 13. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting stuff to talk about. Um, but the Yankees uh, get some insurance with Anthony Rizzo, um, or not insurance. They go up because of Anthony Rizzo uh, and go up seven five, and then Scott Efros makes an appearance in the in the. I guess you could call it the loser role um, mm-hmm. and has some works his way out of trouble uh, from Clark Schmidt and then um, and gets the win uh, with a, a dicey last last situation so uh, they, they take that one and then a really easy one the next game game four uh, unfortunately judge didn't do anything but Nestor was on the bump go six innings pitched one hit given up zero earned classic run. Nestor start Oh, yeah. Two walks, five Ks. Um, Trevino puts us up. A clutch hitter. Just mm-hmm. It seems like Just in every clutch. situation he's been clutch. Uh, puts us up one nothing, and then an Aaron Hicks scores on an air in the bottom of the six from Rob Ref Snyder. Uh, drops the ball while it's raining. So that was funny. Uh, yeah, they go up 2-0, hilarious. and then uh, past the five-inning mark, and the Yankees, it got rained out, and the Yankees get a, get a series sweep. So that's really cool. Um, and we head to Toronto today, and we got um, – hopefully we could see an Aaron Judge home run pretty soon because, unfortunately, yep. we didn't get any against Boston, which would have been very cool. I was hoping I could see one while I was in the building, but that did not happen. Um, let's let's clinch, dude. Let's get some Judge homers, and let's clinch, and let's look for forward to the postseason. 
That's what we need. That's what we need. But um, yeah, classic Nestor start this game. Six innings pitch, one. So basically a complete game. Also, too, noteworthy in game four, uh, Oswald Peraza finally got some playing time mm-hmm. and was hitting the ball around. So that was good. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see because since he's been up, he's been good. I think he's got like an 850 OPS or something since, since he's been up. But IKF's their dude, bro. It's kind of it's kind of sad almost to watch. Not not that IKF has been playing bad because he's been playing well, um, at least the last month and a half or so. But um, it's almost like the Yankees don't want to see Peraza be good right now because they want to play IKF so bad. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but he is good, so it's good to know. That is good to know. It's good to know. <laughs> All right, um, let's do our savages of the series. <laughs> I am going to roll with Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres uh, started us off on, I was at the game on Thursday, or Thursday, Saturday, um, and hit his, uh, hit his home run. Also had the bases, uh, the RBI double. Um, Glaber's been, for quite some time now, has been the really the second most consistent hitter behind Judge after we started talking, talking about and criticizing him, and a lot of Yankee fans were criticizing him, and he bounced back well. And he's been playing yeah. good baseball. He's been hitting the ball. Um, and it looks like if we're DJ is out, like that's your starting second baseman for the postseason postseason roster. So uh, depending on that, but it, it's good to see him in a right frame of mind. And it seemed as though after the trade deadline passed that he had some time to recenter himself and, and, and get back to just playing baseball. He's been doing it, man. So good for Torres for me. Before I get into mine, Rob, I, I really do feel like I have to like actually kind of apologize to Galaber, who many people have you know been listening for a while. Well, no, this is my favorite player, so I'm extra hard on him. About a month ago, I so confidently came on this pod and said, Galaber Torres is playing himself out of a job right now. I mean, he's clearly not now. He is absolutely raking. Galaber Torres... Rob, in the month of September, has a 304 average, a 389 on base percentage, a 582 slugging, and a 175 WRC+. Six homers in that time frame, dude. How many has he got on the year now? He's got 24 homers on the year, bro. I mean, if we were sitting here in March and me and you were like, hey, Glaber hit 24 homers this year, we'd be like, damn, like, thank you, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um... So, man, oh, man, was I off on Glaber. He's seriously been raking. He's got a 755 OPS on the year. He has his highest slugging percentage since 2019 on the year. He had one of the worst months of baseball that a baseball player could dream of. Mm-hmm. Um, but outside of that, he strangely had a really good year, Rob, literally outside of August. Um, I don't know how you'll take you know this this either but he's he's kind of got better numbers in Stanton on the year is what it's turning out to be which kind of which kind of shows you how both middle of the pack they are right now but also at least i i completely brainwashed myself with how bad glaber was in august i was like there's no way this kid can get out of this and 
He absolutely did. He turned around and raked in September. See, but I don't think you're brainwashing yourself because we know that Glaber goes through these funks now. Like that's just, I, I guess that's it was so bad. I know it was no, so dude, bad, but I don't think you were so bad. brainwashing him. I, or, I, I, I think that. Listen, he's been a postseason performer, so if he does it again, uh-huh, bro. that'll play in his favor. So we'll see. We'll see. Like, dude, he went from having a 28 WRC plus in the month of August to Glaber Torres having a 175 WRC plus in September. Like, that is freaking night and day. And like you said, Rob, his postseason numbers are actually good. And when Glaber, like, we don't have DJ. They need a dude that can slap the ball around outside of, like, Judge and now Oswaldo, who I'd like to talk about in a second. Um, Glaber can be freaking massive in the postseason. So. Yep. Great Savage. Sorry to go on a tangent, but um, my Savage of the series, Rob, Oswaldo Cabrera. Um, dude's been getting some run in left field like we asked for. That's exactly what we want to see happen. We talk about it on this pod, and it kind of comes into fruition. So that's cool. He had three hits in this series, Rob. He scored three runs, uh, hit a homer, two RBIs, two walks. He's just kind of getting on base. Uh-huh. I love it. He is. He wasn't hitting to start, Rob. His first like two weeks in August, maybe a little adjustment period. Dude slapping the ball everywhere. Um, and Rob, he's been in the middle of this lineup for what? seven weeks now maybe Mm -hmm. like he's not hitting eighth he's not hitting ninth uh he actually let off a game a couple weeks ago he hit in the three hole he hit cleanup yesterday when stanton was out and jd was getting some rest um he's part of the plan bro and i we had this this little discussion over text we were like bro oswaldo was never part of the plan and now he's a huge piece in the plan losing benny dj etc um the growth I've seen in six weeks is something I don't think I've watched before outside of literally Aaron Judge um, in his rookie season. Um, not comparing Oswaldo to Aaron Judge. I'm just saying he went from kind of just making some cool web gems and not really hitting too much to being a dude that's shooting the damn gap. Um, and now he's playing like he's played five positions this year. I think and for the Yankees, so it's pretty cool, dude. That's my savage. See what happens when you call up prospects and allow them to play on a consistent basis. <laughs> Funny how that yeah. works. Funny how exactly. That works. Oswaldo's numbers too uh, in September. Not a great batting average, two thirty two. Getting on base at a three sixteen clip, four sixty five slugging, one twenty one WRC plus. I mean, mind you, the guy's playing wherever asked. Mm-hmm. And did, uh, did you see it in the? Uh, the um, mic'd up Harrison Bader. He he was like, "Yeah, Oswaldo told me he's never played left field before, but it's his favorite position." <laughs> so <laughs> like, funny. love love that. So funny. Um. All right, our MVPs of sucking. They stink. I gotta go with Garrett Cole. Um. I talked about it. I'd like to see him get correct before October to make me feel personally comfortable. But of course, if he pitches correctly in postseason then that doesn't matter um we want to see dominant garrett cole like this is what we paid the big mm-hmm. money for in an ace and that's what we want to see in the postseason so giving up a, a bomb like he did the verdugo on game four on game two 
isn't it can't happen when you're going up against maybe Seattle or Cleveland or you know if it ends up being Tampa or Toronto or any of the wild card spots like it, it cannot happen so like I want he, he I really hope when he does pitch in the postseason and that first game in ALDS game one Garrett Cole makes a statement that is the buckle perfect, down bro that is the perfect opportunity for Garrett Cole to come out and tell everybody that's been on his shit and saying you suck why do we pay you this money why are we you're not an ace all these comparisons to other aces in baseball it's an opportunity for garrett cole to just say shut the fuck up i'm gonna I'm here i'm here i'm an ace and this is what i'm gonna do so game one alds is what i'm i'm hoping that he could do something huge and then carry it throughout the rest of october hopefully um yeah. so yeah garrett cole mvp of sucking for this week Fair, well deserved. Even though Rob four game sweep, um, we gotta we gotta find some here the, and there. They, you know? They're so they, it warrants it now because we're in, we're in crunch time, dude. Oh yeah, that's why my guy only made one appearance this um this series, and that's a role this Chapman Rob who <laughs> rumored to be DFA'd um, comes in a pitch. You only get one out. You don't give up any hits, uh, but you walk too. So it's just we solve nothing ever is what it feels like. You come in, you walk a couple, you get pulled. Um, it's almost a story of my life now watching Chapman pitch. Uh, he's walked two or more batters in three of his last five appearances. Um, it's just the, the guy got, has no idea where the ball is going. Um, ideally, you know, you had a good outing against Pittsburgh Coming to Boston, give one or two more good ones, and maybe, hey, we're looking, saying, hey, maybe Chapman can pitch the sixth or seventh for us in the postseason. No, I have no faith in you, dude. Um, yeah, no improvement, so. Chapman. Yeah, not, not, a bad, not a bad decision. All right, let's finish off with some of these uh, topics to talk about. Um, let's start with Harrison Bader, dude. Harrison Bader is a fun watch in center mm-hmm. field. I was out in St. Louis to go watch the three games that the Yankees unfortunately got swept in, but I was out there and I was able to talk to some Cardinals fans just in conversation, obviously wearing my Yankees gear, and they're coming up to me and talking about Harrison Bader. And they're, you know, just in conversation, they were asking a little bit about Montgomery, and then I would ask about Bader. And the the thing that almost every fan that mentioned Bader of why they loved him is just how well he played center field. And now watching Bader – you see why they were so enthusiastic about how good he plays that position. I mean, it is I, – I don't want to – because clearly you could go back in time and, and think about other past outfielders, but it's been a while that I could think about a center fielder that has played that position so fundamentally sound and looks like – he looks like he commands the position and they had him mic'd up with the ESPN guys, and he, he didn't have any problem talking to them and nope. also playing the position. <laughs> like, Harrison Bader is a weapon in center field, and he made it He not only with the defense, but he was able to play very well offensively and made a statement against the Pirates and, and contributed in the Boston series. So right now, you know, there's a lot of noise around the Montgomery trade being very lopsided in favor of, of the Cardinals, but now Bader has arrived. And now he's getting ready to play, and he's already made an impact. And especially if he can make an impact down the stretch in the postseason, like it, it, 
it would go on as a very even trade for both sides if Bader is able to deliver. And he's he's just very fun to watch right now, man. Like yeah. the way that he plays the position in command center field is very refreshing to watch. And and if you if you're trying to show a kid or a little leaguer or whatever like a youth baseball player how to play you uh, play the outfield, you show them Harrison Bader tape is is what what you do. Yeah, it, it's literally nuts, Rob. I mean, it's like watching a. I don't know, dude. A college run like D one running back from Penn State, like do footwork drills. Um, the guy like laterally sprints. It's it's something I've legitimately never seen before. Um, and a dude playing center field, and yeah. In response to the trade stuff, Rob. I mean, we kind of said it here, and I said it on Twitter a couple times. Like, listen, the trade still might not necessarily make sense. Um, but you can't say, okay, Monty pitched three really good games and the Yankees traded for this guy that was hurt. Um, so the Yankees are automatically lost this trade. Like, we, we can't evaluate a trade that fast. Because, um, dude, say Bader saves, saves a game for us in the postseason because he makes a ridiculous grab in center. I think every Yankee fan will sit here and tell you that trade, that trade mattered just because of that one moment. Or one game he saved, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you got to take time to to make an accurate assessment of, of what you're watching until it, the other player actually plays, which he's now here and he looks good and he's exciting the fans. So, um, yeah, really good to see Bader play. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Aaron Judge right now is in the lead for the Triple Crown. Let me just pull up his stats. Oh, lineup got released. So that'll be interesting to look at right before. Um, all right. So Aaron Judge right now is in the lead for the Triple Crown. He has a 314 batting average, of 60 home runs, and 128 RBIs. Aaron Judge is doing it, man. And I really hope that he could break the record hopefully tonight or tomorrow. Um, uh, maybe in the same game he could he could tie it and and breakthrough he leads the league in multi uh, home run games but i think the crazy thing when it comes to aaron judge right now is in the lead for the triple crown but tyler in so many other categories he is also in first so you can multiply that he's triple got crown. the quintuplet crown it's unbelievable dude uh-huh. i mean slugging percentage you know obviously ops because combine that with on base and you look at total runs total bases Aaron Judge is doing it all, and that, like you said, he has a quintuplet or however, however, that <laughs> it just—it's unbelievable what he's doing, and um, it's, it's like not, he hits a double, and we don't even think about it anymore. It's nothing like we've ever seen. Like I was at the game on on um, Saturday, and everyone was in their seats, standing up for every at bat, and it was like. I think Bader mentioned it. It's like a golf match of how quiet it was before just so we could erupt when he hits the home yeah. run. Um, I want to see what it's it looks like. It's bigger than baseball, Rob. It, it really is bigger than baseball. I wish it got some more national attention, but I – It's I, getting attention now. I, like, I feel like it's reached, like, normal people. Yeah, yeah. I like, so. non, non-diehard. Like, bro, even I was explaining it to my girlfriend the other day, and, you know, the Yankees are always on in the house, so she's like – you know, catches a batter here and there, or half an inning here and there. And she's like, when Judge was uh, up, she's like, why is everyone standing? And I like, <laughs> I obviously explained it to her and like that everyone's going nuts. And then she's like, it just got dead silent in on the TV. Like, because they go crazy. And then when the pitch is about to deliver, it's like crickets, dude. Mm. It's wild. And yeah. I feel like the fact that like my girl noticed that who doesn't watch baseball it's kind of reached 
I don't know. It's a big deal. No, yeah, no, I, I think so too. I, I think that once once other people that aren't really invested in the sport as much are are, are seeing it, then it's like wow, like it's a big deal. Yeah. Um all right. Hitting three fourteen is crazy. Ridiculous. Crazy, dude. So right now also the Yankees are in second place of the to- complete mm-hmm. American League. Um and their two opponents that they would be going against as of now would either be the Cleveland Guardians or the Seattle Mariners. The other two options of wildcard teams that if some more jumbling goes around within the standings would be either the Toronto Blue Jays or the Tampa Bay Rays as of now. So for us, I think the layup team that we would want to play, and I don't want these words to bite me in the ass, but it could at some point, but we would prefer to play the Cleveland Guardians because we know the history. Because... As mu- as even though they're hot, even though they are hot, but I think that I don't know. There's something weird about the history of playing against the other three teams. We know the Seattle Mariners. This is going to be their first postseason appearance in like 20 years. We know that Toronto has a high octane um, offense. We know that Tampa. We have our history of of playing games that we shouldn't be playing in the in a series mm-hmm. against Tampa. So. As of now, we would prefer to play against Cleveland. So that's the way I feel. I think you agree. No, I, I agree. I think I, do, I really do like the way the postseason is set up this year because the Yankees having the number two seed, or eventually um, they will have the number two seed, um, puts them at a huge freaking advantage, dude. Um, the fact that these, you know, the third division winner, which will be the Cleveland Guardians, and the last wild card team have to play each other in a three game series, three straight days, and use their three top pitchers. Um, boom, 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 and then have to play an ALDS game one. I mean, it's kind of huge. That's why. So, that's why you perform in the regular season and you get yes. your shit done, so you can have that that ability. So exactly. So now we get to potentially match up. You know, Garrett Cole with Seattle or Cleveland's you know, maybe third or, or fourth rotation guy instead of McKenzie or ace and ace. Yeah. yeah. Any of those guys. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess I hope we play Cleveland. I really just don't want to play Toronto in the first round and I don't want to play Seattle because their pitching can really hang with us. And we know how Luis Castillo goes for the most part, um, against this offense. But at the end of the day, we gotta be the. If we want to be the best, bro, we gotta beat the best. Very factual. Factual. I just. I, I. I hope. I don't know, bro. We gotta get to the CS. Like that's what's stressing me out. Yeah. Right now. No. Listen. You're. You're right. It's put up or shut up time. It's time to sack up and and you gotta beat the teams that they put in front of you. And we've had regular season success against these teams, but I mm-hmm. think that. Uh, playoffs a different animal, and they got to do it. So any yeah. anything, literally anything can happen, and I don't think there's a layup really at all. But if I had to choose one, it it would be Cleveland out of the playoff teams that are now currently in in that postseason race on the AL side. So yeah, I don't know, bro. It'll be weird. I think this is a big series, low key too, because we're gonna see a like who we're running out. Um, it's gonna be a good right uh, now. Is primer. kind of our yeah. It's kind of our playoff roster for the most part, maybe outside of DJ um, or not knowing DJ. But the lineups they're running out right now is f- 
kind of what you're gonna get, Rob. I, I think, also like the aspect. The I also like the aspect that they're finally just putting out like almost every day the same lineup. It's yeah. so refreshing because we have not seen that for months. Yeah, we haven't seen consistency in. I'm throwing out months, Rob. Years, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been something. So. Yeah, you, you know, you kind of hope these dudes can get in a groove, and regardless of who they put in front of us, go out there and rake, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're hopefully going to end up what, Rob? What is it looking like now? Maybe a 99 hard win team? Mm-hmm. I think I guess 97 or 98 to start I, the season. Yeah, so, no. like, let's just let's just get be that 100-win team in the playoffs. That's, I was, that's what I need them to be. I was one to lowball them at 91, so I'm looking like it. It was looking, it was looking like it, though. Yeah, for, it was. I was, like, time, I was like, I cannot – hope until i am wrong on this i hope they turn it around so yeah exactly um, exactly all right well i think that we no pun intended but i think or pun intended i think that we covered all the bases so uh yeah the yankees play toronto today and then they have an off day thursday and then they play against baltimore um and texas i believe texas and then that's it i think no i thought there was one more series Nah, we got 10 games Three, three, and three, or four. I think there's a doubleheader. Oh, is there? Oh, yeah. There might be a yeah, Texas Tuesday, doubleheader. October fourth. Yep. So only ten more games, man. Coming down to it, and then it's time for postseason. Postseason. That's buckled time. down. Yep. So I can't um, believe it. Can't believe it. Pretty crazy. All right. So Sevy on the bump tonight. Let's do it, Sevy. Get it done. Let's clinch. Um, that is it for episode one sixteen. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Leave us a rate and review on Spotify as well as. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Follow us at Four Savages on Twitter, at Four Train Savages as on as well on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening to episode 116. Hopefully, the next time we're on the pod, we're talking about an AL East crown, and we can get ready for the postseason. Thanks for listening. <laughs>